0: wanted to do a quick intro for this one because I really put some effort into trying to find another perspective. And I didn't mention it in the podcast, however I thought I'd just share with you the interesting series of events that led to me calling this a higher perspective. I was on a ride the other day thinking hard about how to talk about what's going on and, and how to step outside of it and give a different perspective. And I was sort of stuck on the rat wheel going round and round and round. And about 12 k's into my ride, this hawk comes out of nowhere. I didn't see where it came from. And it was literally flying with me. Not that far away either, like 10 meters above the ground, 15 maybe. Beautiful creature. And I have a bird of prey pendant. So I came home. And I put the eagle pendant on. It is an eagle pendant. It's not a hawk pendant. However, still a bird of prey. And thinking about it in that direction allowed me to get a higher perspective of what's going on. I had to pour myself a drink for this one. Those who know me know I don't drink. And those who really know me know I never drink alone. However, I needed a Jack Daniels to get into this one. Because what's going on at the moment is important and we need to find a better way of looking at it before we lose ourselves in the chaos and the bedlam of the distraction that's been in front of us. I sincerely hope that you get a different perspective, a higher perspective out of this one. What you heard at the beginning was a couple of cool little sounds that fellow coder and patron Jesse has been putting together for me. It's part of a larger project project. That I'll probably get into next week, I think, because this will be the last rant I do on the current situation unless something drastically changes. I want to dig back into some of the awesome research and talk to some people that have been in the wings for a little while and get them to share their perspectives. If you want to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Unlocking the Code, we're on Patreon, Unlocking the Code. Anyone that wants to throw us some support, that'll be very awesome. We've got some. Vinyl cut stickers coming for the awesome patrons, so look forward to that, boys. Personally, I'm preparing in every way that I can at the moment, for every eventuality. And I suggest that everybody opens their minds to all possibilities, good, bad and ugly. And understand where your baseline reactions come from, which is what I'm going to talk about in this episode. As always, thank you very much to the awesome listeners around the globe that take the time to download this. Get in touch. Let me know what you think. Some of the ideas I propose in this one are fresh and do need developing, so I'd love to get some feedback. Thanks very much. Look after yourselves. Stay safe. Be kind. Be cool. Engage discipline. And we'll talk soon. Cheers. to know that this is the fifth time that I've tried to record this, and the reason I want you to know that is because it's such a tricky thing that I'm trying to catch a hold of here. What I'm trying to do is provide a higher perspective, to see things from a different point of view, and this was born out of an idea that I was going to do another unsupervised and I was going to provide all these facts and figures and for and against and blah 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 and I realized that there was no bloody point. I realized that people have already picked their sides. They've decided which narrative they're going to run with. And the the blind faith and the division and the nastiness and the turning on friends and family and all the things that I'm witnessing, it shocks me and it staggers me. And I was like, why are people doing this? Why are we doing this to each other? Why have we allowed something to divide us in such an insane way over something really that we shouldn't be bloody worrying about in the first place, okay? The the propaganda is thick and fast on both sides and that's the that's one of the problems. It's like, how do you see clear and how do you see what is actually true amongst all this? And how do you see past the fear-based lizard brain reaction that we're all having? It turns out that I've been conducting an impromptu survey, because through my teaching and through the courses that I've run, I have talked a lot about emergency response, what happens to you in an emergency situation. And I discuss the fight, flight and freeze reflexes with all of my students. Now understand, this isn't a small pool. We're talking 5,000 plus people over many years and many different perspectives and ideas. What I've done is asked my students, and whether it be a class over Zoom or it be a class, I've asked them who has faced an emergency situation in their existence. And roughly 80 to 90% of people, or 9 out of 10 people, 8 or 9 out of 10 people, have not faced any type of serious emergency situation in their existence. And it's this very reason that I talk about fight, flight, and freeze. Because if you are a fire breaks out or a car accident or something unexpected in an emergency sense happens, you are going to react in one of three ways fight, flight, or freeze. However, if you have no reference point, if you've never experienced any type of emergency situation, then you don't know how you're going to react. Yet just being aware of the fight, flight and freeze reflexes, that gives you some sort of chance in recognizing what is going on mentally and physiologically within your body. Now let's explore these reflexes and let's explore them understanding that we have been in an ongoing and seemingly never-ending emergency situation across the entire planet for roughly 18 months. And let's go into exploring these reflexes, also understanding that regardless of who you are and who's who in the zoo, if you have never experienced an emergency situation, you don't know how you're going to react. And these lizard brain reflexes are there to save you. And that's everybody, okay? That's not all the way up to the powers that be. How are they reacting? What is their lizard brain doing? Now, what are these reflexes? Let's explore them. The flight reflex is one of the more interesting ones. There's two main versions of a flight reflex. The general one, and especially in an emergency situation like a fire, an explosion, etc., how I've described it to my students is like meet me, like the roadrunner, get out of here as quickly as humanly possible, get away from the danger. However, there's another side to the flight reflex, and it is still run, but it is run to authority, run to Whoever's supposed to know what we're supposed to do next. And then believing those people because you are in such a state of heightened emotion. It's physiological, this response. And the reality is, if you think about it, you know what I'm talking about. Because you have felt this feeling, whether it be fight, flight, or freeze. And understand there's nothing wrong with how you've reacted and what you've done, okay? It's it's within your DNA. There's no sides here. That's the whole point to this. I really want to try and provide a high perspective. I want to try and look down on this and try and understand why we are reacting the way we're reacting. Because if we can do that, we can maybe move past it. So with flight, you've got the meet, meet, run away, run away as fast as you can. You can't catch me, I'm the gingerbread man. And then you've got the flight, you've got the run to authority, you've got the people looking to the space daddy please tell us what to do then you have the fight reflex now there's two versions of the fight reflex one of them people will literally get violent in an emergency situation they basically go into shock they don't know what's going on and you know you have to restrain these people sometimes in an emergency situation they lose their shit okay they get violent when Faced with an emergency situation. The other version of the fight reflex. Is you're one of those people. That runs towards the fire. Instead of away from it. Which just by the way. Is something my mother. And my wife. Wishes that I wouldn't do. However that doesn't come without it's own cost yeah. I've dealt with car accidents. I've seen some pretty funky shit over my years. Stuff that I can't unsee. However. However. Did I help people in those moments? Yes, I did. However, to pretend that doesn't affect you is also not true. And just for the record, my heart goes out to all our Aussie servicemen who are watching the Taliban take back Afghanistan after 20 years of fighting and basically looking at it and going, what was the point? 41 good Aussie soldiers died over there. And countless more have taken their lives due to the PTSD that has been created in that 20-year conflict. You want to talk about emergency situations? There's bigger things. However, because this other thing has taken precedence, because the propaganda has been thick and fast, yeah? However, the interesting thing is, if you could just pull yourself away from your phone or from the whatever plethora of screens that you're using on a day-to-day basis, ask yourself, would your world have changed? If you just continued about your day, Right? obviously with the masks, that's a bit of a different thing, it is affecting your day-to-day, but by and large, nothing would have happened in your existence. You shouldn't have to be told by a screen that something's going on. That's one of the critical thinking aspects of this that I don't quite understand. And again, I'm talking about Both sides and the middle of this thing. Because we're all responsible. Now the last of the three reflexes is freeze. Freeze is very dangerous in an emergency situation. I've had a team leader freeze on me. And that caused all sorts of chaos. Because he was supposed to give us direction. However he couldn't. He was catatonic. He couldn't believe what he was seeing. And therefore shut down. And then afterwards pretended like nothing happened. Sometimes... And look, you can see those sorts of people these days as well. You know, for whatever reason, they've lucked into an industry where they're an essential worker, their work's never really stopped. They haven't had to do too much, apart from ignorance is bliss. However, the other freeze aspect is just pretending that nothing's happening and believing blindly things that seem unbelievable on the face of them. However, we really need to try and understand that when we are in the middle of this lizard brain response, which is actually a physiological response, a mental and physiological, within your body, that is your prime DNA telling you to do what you what it thinks you need to do. You know, A variation of fight, flight or freeze. Could be one, could be all three at the same time, depending on the situation, okay? There's nothing wrong with how you react. However, to pretend that you're not reacting in one of these three ways isn't true. And you know it isn't true because it's not true for me. I am. I know I am, I'm having massive fight reflexes at the moment, okay, you know, intermingled with what the fuck, probably a little bit of freeze, because I I look around, I'm like, what is going on, how, what, when, where, why, what, what the fuck, so I know I'm having these reactions, and this is the reason I wanted to share this with you, because I recognized in myself that I was having these reactions, and I thought, oh, hang on a minute, if I'm having these reactions, and I've been emergency response trained, I've, seen some darkness, I've, I've been to accidents, I've seen blood and guts and people hurt and fires and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. If I'd seen that and I'm still having a visceral lizard brain reaction to what's going on, what are these people that have never experienced anything in their lives that constitute an emergency situation, like dead set, 80 to 90%, eight or nine people out of 10 out of 5,000 have never really experienced anything. And now they're faced with this. However, they're faced with this in a time where life as a perception has become very easy. A lot of us in the Western world are very lucky. I'm sitting in a studio in my shed on a property. There's a lot to lose. And because you have no reference point, you don't know what there is to gain. So you run to the belief system that is attached to your lizard brain reaction, yeah? And that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. However, what I want to try and do is make people recognize that that is what's happening. Whether you like it or not, it's okay. You can say that it, you're not, but it's, it is. Because this stuff is pervading our everyday lives, right? You can't unhear that there was choppers in Sydney telling people to stay inside. You can't unhear that news and know that that's actually what happened it's things like that and 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 the wording and the propaganda and how they use it the deadly delta right the the contagiousness is off the charts it's it's actually neuro-linguistic programming that we're being that we're being it's being used on us yeah the words are there to get a reaction out of you to feed into that lizard brain reaction it's okay That it's happening, well, it's not okay that it's happening, but there's nothing wrong with why you're reacting to that. That but that's how we're wired. You know, and 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 when you are reacting like that, your ability to critically think and your ability to look at things logically and ask questions from a different and more open-minded perspective becomes stunted. Right? Depending on how severe a reaction you're having, it's almost like you can't do it. There's blind faith. Okay? You know, because if you were to think critically about the deadly delta, you would ask a question as to why the stewardess that served every single person on a plane for three hours didn't really spread anything. But this is super contagious. However, that story, when it didn't end up being the super spreader event that they needed, disappeared, okay? Now, I'm not saying there's not bullshit on both sides because there definitely is. I got caught up in it, yeah? I heard through the grapevine that Alberta had taken all restrictions down because some guy asked him to prove that it was more than the common flu, nothing more than the common flu. They couldn't prove that it wasn't, so they took the restrictions away. And I got really excited about that, because honestly, that's all I think that it is. It's just been drummed up using lots of really crazy words. However, it turns out, looking at the court transcripts, because I actually did the research to the end, that the reason they released the restrictions or the official legal reason was vaccination rates. I can accept that. However, the guy still asked the question. So I've been caught up in something the wrong way. Like I'm sure you've all been caught up in it, but I can admit that I was wrong. Can you, depending on which side you're on, doesn't even matter which side you're on, can you question those beliefs? Because you should be able to. Understanding that we are in a lizard brain reaction, fight, flight, freeze, or a variation of those... Maybe with that knowledge, you can now look at some of these questions and question the questions or question the belief system behind the questions and why you need to believe that. There's another idea, and it actually goes back to one of the founding ideas in the podcast, one of the founding questions we asked. You know, it's crazy if I look around here and think about what that was over four years ago now. However when we're talking about men's mental health and, you know, discipline and doing things that are difficult, etc., we pose the question, how many blokes have been hit in the head these days? I don't think it's many. And I'm not, look, I'm not saying that being hit in the head's a good thing. However, one of the things it does do for you is you understand violence. You understand consequence of action, right? You either have to defend yourself or get beaten, or both. And there's a certain perspective that comes with that when you've had to do that, that you you just don't have if you haven't. I'm reminded of the hard times meme. Hard times create strong men. Strong men create good times. Good times create weak men. Weak men create hard times. And let's be honest, we've been having a good time. That's one of the reasons we're so quick to run to the authority, to, to get back to normal. Not entirely sure how many different ways I need to say this. There is no more normal. Whatever happened prior to January last year no longer exists. It is now a continuation of what is going on. And there's no point going back... Is that's not the direction you're going. You've got to look forward. And what I'm struggling with, because I am really trying to think about this critically, is how people can't see that Papers, Please, is a good way to go. For what? Just so we're clear, and this is just my perspective, this is just my existence, yeah? I finally know someone who knows someone who had COVID, and that someone's an Aussie bloke who knew a guy in Portugal that had COVID. So I still don't know anyone that has had COVID in Australia. However, I do know someone who died two hours after the vaccine. I know two people that have got blood clots. One bloke has lost his job and is in a wheelchair, and the other lady is struggling with medication both these people have never had issues in their life. I know someone who had heart palpitations and secondhand, we know some ladies that have stopped ovulating when they're trying to have babies. That's my perspective. Now, I understand your perspective is your perspective. I have friends that have, have, have gotten the quaxine. I do. And it's their own choice. That's okay. I don't, I don't think it's a good idea. However, that should be Okay. You're a sovereign human. You should have the right to choose, and there's nothing wrong with that. And when we say these triggering things, like I just said then, what I want you to do is filter them through, understanding the fight, flight, and freeze reflex that you've been having over all of this. And that's been building itself in the background. Because to pretend that there is an undeniable inconsistencies amongst all of this stuff is just untrue. Okay? And again, to pretend that papers, please, is a good way to go is a twisted mentality that I don't quite understand. If you choose to have an experimental coaxine, because that is what it is, let's not pretend otherwise, it is experimental. Remember, this has only been in our existence for just over 18 months. If you choose to have an experimental set of chemicals put into your body, That's your choice. If that makes you feel better, then that's okay. However, why is it not okay for me to say that I don't want that? How does that make me a danger to the community? The reality is 99 point something, most of the time over 0.5% of people survive this thing, whatever it is. That's the reality. You know, the the inconsistencies are crazy. Like, understand that here in Australia, the average age of death for people that have died with this thing, and look, it's tragic that some people die. But people die all the time. Roughly 3,000 people a week die from various things here in Australia. Yet we focus on something that seems insignificant and doesn't make a lot of sense, yeah? Like, we've had seven people unfortunately pass away in Queensland due to it. Between three and four thousand men a year kill themselves every year, year on year. And that number's definitely gone up over this period. To pretend that it hasn't, you've got to be kidding. So, seven versus what, let's say four, five thousand people have killed themselves in the same period. Does that make sense? How do we weigh human life? How do we weigh the cost of our existence? How do we not see that these things that are going on in so many ways are unacceptable? And again, choose to do whatever it is that you think you need to do. Be the best gender-fluid unicorn that you can be. However, How about we do everyone a favor and step away from the fear? Or even better than that, let's step into it. Fear will always exist. Do you know what courage is? Courage is acting despite fear. And being able to break through that barrier, look past your lizard brain reaction, and look at things from a different perspective. Now, I don't take away from the suffering that this new strain of a flu, because that's what it is, has come into our existence. I know someone whose wife works on a COVID ward and they live every day in that sphere. And think about the energy that's behind that. Oh my God. My heart goes out to that family. However, at the same time, you go in the middle of winter to a respiratory ward and a fair few of the beds are full, yeah? With different respiratory illnesses. Earlier this year, In Queensland, RSV ravaged, not just Queensland, the entire East Coast, to the point where there was literally thousands of cases in the two or three towns within my area, because it practically shut down the primary schools and the high schools. That's how many people had it. Now, RSV is known to kill infants. There's no vaccine for it. And we've known about it for years. And it never made, I'm sorry, actually apparently it made one thing on the news. However, there was literally thousands upon thousands of cases of that. Up and down the East Coast for months. There's a high chance that if you're listening to this and you're on the East Coast and you got crook about February, March this year, you had RSV. How many people do you know that got crook around then? It happens. So if we can look into that perception that these respiratory illnesses do come along, and they do change, why do you think the flu shot bloody changes every year? Right? You're getting the flu shot for the from the year before, but it's it's mutated again, different versions, different strains, different little who's or what's it's. And look, I'm not a virologist, don't listen to me, don't listen to anything I'm saying. All I'm trying to do is provide a different perspective. What I want to do is provide you with some actual numbers some actual data taken on a single day, the 8th of August. The population of Australia that day, at the time that it was taken, was 25,694,393. The active cases that day was 4,482, or 0.0174%. Of the population. So 1%, or just up 0.174 of 1% of the population. Now, of those 4,500-ish people, remember that 996 or 7% of them are going to survive even if they know that they've got it. Think about that for a second. Where's the number now? You know, looking at 40 people is 1%. However, even then, the death rate's not that prevalent either. However, so we're shutting the entire country down for what, maybe 10 people passing away from a respiratory virus when 3,000 odd people a week die from various different things around Australia every week, all the time? How do we weigh that? How do we weigh the cost? How do we weigh the stress? How do we weigh the depression? How do we weigh these things? And how is suppressing anyone, for any reason, a good idea? I just don't understand, okay? I don't understand why we look towards the authorities that if I had asked 90% of the people that are defending those same authorities in December 2019 whether or not they were full of shit, they would have wholeheartedly agreed and had probably quite a bit to say about it. The only thing that has changed between now and then is they've got more power to control the populace. That is what they're doing. The divide and conquer and fear and control are the oldest moves in the book. I know I've said that before, but I'll say it again. And we are letting them do it again. I really don't know what else to say about that. The numbers don't add up. And again, I don't get the flu vaccine anymore. I used to have to working FIFO. Understand that I went to the jungles of PNG. I've had all sorts of bloody cocktails put into me. Okay? Do you know what though? Didn't stop me getting sick. Still contracted a virus that nearly bloody killed me in 2013 despite having that cocktail. And the reality is, if you choose to get the quaxine or whichever version of it is, it's becoming quite clear, and I'm not too sure how long the government think that they cannot tell us that the vaccine doesn't stop you spreading it, doesn't stop you getting it, and it doesn't stop you dying from it. Yeah, okay, it might lessen your chances, but the one number they don't give us is, what are your chances of actually catching it? So if you've got, you know, let's pretend for one day that there's you know, 40-odd cases active in Queensland, and it's what most of them are always in quarantine, there's 5.5 million people in Queensland across a bloody big area. What are the actual chances that you're going to run into someone? 40 out of 5.5 million. Remember, that's seven numbers. People. That's the number they've never given us. What are the chances of you actually catching it versus anything else, considering how many respiratory viruses do we go through every year? And yeah, the official flu numbers are down 2020 and 2021. Makes me wonder whether they were missed, uh, tested. However, at the same time, how many of us just went and got some codrill and bunkered down and stayed home and looked after ourselves? and chose not to have something penetrate our blood-brain barrier, right? If that was your choice, what have you done? I bet you there was a lot of people that had it and just dealt with it, because it's what we deal with. It should not shut down the entire world. And we've got such short memories. How many variants did we go go through until the one that hit in the right way? You know, another thing, so we got the you got the stewardess. Who remembers Cairns got shut down for three days? There was a taxi driver in the precinct for X amount of days. Do you know how many cases resulted in that? Zero. But Delta is the most contagious thing that's ever walked the face of the planet ever, if you believe the neurolinguistic program. But again, do you see that? That was big news the other day. Nothing's happened. So just gone. Doesn't suit the narrative. You want to dig an interesting, into an interesting background? Have a look at the Chief Health Minister of Queensland and our Premier and their connections to Pfizer and testing and data collection. And then we can pretend that no money's being made. You know, there was the one day in Queensland the other week where it was like 52,000 tests for 16 cases. And I think I've said this before too, but it needs to be reiterated. The percentage there is point zero 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 three zero eight percent tested positive for something, which means that ninety nine point nine dot 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 seven percent tested negative. So what are your chances? I know there's a few guys that like playing numbers. Run those numbers for me and let me know. Square kilometers versus population density. How, what are the chances? Again, be the best, do whatever you need to do, okay? However, the fact that there's an issue with me choosing not to do it, when I look after myself as best I can, and to be honest, I've already looked death in the face once. The numbers don't add up. A healthy person... Is not going to spread something that you don't know anyone who's had it. That's silly. Okay, to even pretend that that's true is is ridiculous because every single hashtag super spreader event, nothing's happened yet. They just move on to the next one because nothing happens with that one they try and just to feed the narrative. I don't doubt that something exists. I'm not pretending that I'm not a, and I'm not an anti-vax. I'm not an anti Again, I've had all sorts of bloody cocktails put into me over the years. Hep B and blah, 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 right? All of them. However, just like the flu shot that I used to get sick every time I had it, just for the record, and since I stopped taking it, I stopped getting as many respiratory issues through the year. That's just a fact. That's just my experience. The fact that I can choose not to take that should be exactly the same as not having to take this. And there should be nothing wrong with that. And that if it is being pushed and we are being coerced, and we are, like it's, it's, it's unbelievable, right? How we're being divided. It is ridiculous. And just remember to filter it through the new knowledge of the lizard brain reaction before you go, rah at some of the things that I'm saying. Because again, do what you need to do. However, to pretend that there isn't something fishy going on and there isn't some dodgy stuff going on is ridiculous. Again, run the numbers. Get back to me. What's the chance of you actually catching it? Before we finish tonight, I want to make my stance on masks pretty clear. I know about PPE. I've used it. I've dealt with chemicals. I've dealt with paints and solvents and all those sorts of things. I've had to wear all manner of different masks. I know about masks. Okay, and I know how they work. And look, anything below a surgical mask, I've got questions about. Anything below a proper N95 sealed mask isn't going to stop it, okay? I saw this meme, which, like to pretend, you know, those who thought you got less oxygen uh, through your mask, that that was already too late, so to say, bagging out the people that don't want to wear it. That is one of the most ridiculous fucking things I've ever seen in my life, because I know about PPE. I know how it works. I've used it. And I'm not saying they don't work from a hygiene point of view. Have you got to question what you're actually trying to save yourself from? Is number one. And number two, even if you're wearing a buff, you are still getting restricted airflow through that mask. The fact that anyone says otherwise borders on ridiculousness, okay? The other thing I know a little bit about is mold. The other thing I know a little bit about is how warm your breath is. If you wear the same mask for more than two days, three days, put it in a petri dish and have a look at what grows. There's some interesting questions about masks, so I'm never going to say they don't work in a surgical sense and for a hygiene sense in certain situations, because they do, obviously. However, the ones, the bedazzled ones from the mum on Facebook are a completely different story. And because they're bedazzled, you like wearing them, and so you wear them day after day. And there you go, right? I know. Like I, I watch some guys, and that's the same mask they'd be wearing yesterday. And you don't wash it every day, right? It's it. It doesn't make sense, yeah. And if this is the deadliest, most contagious thing around, where are the biohazard bins for all the masks and gloves? Why isn't that stuff being incinerated? Oh, that's right. It's not being incinerated. It's making its way into our waterways. They're collecting thousands of them. I'll be honest and say, I've picked five up at the local park and put them in the bin. People are just throwing them on the fucking ground. So again, how do you weigh human existence if that's the very thing that's supposed to stop you? And if anything, that's going to have it on the outside, right? But to pretend that you get the same amount of oxygen flow without a mask on as you do with a mask on, regardless of what variation it is, is fucking ridiculous. It just is. And that's the kind of non-critical thinking. And look, that, that post got, yeah, good on you, rah, rah, rah. What, what are you talking about? It doesn't make sense at the core of it. And again, I'm not saying they don't work and wear a bloody mask, do whatever the hell you want. Wear a bounty under helmet for all I care. However, we need to be able to think about this stuff critically. Now, I'm going to finish with a couple of things. The first one being, I'm not going to rant about this anymore. This will be the last time that I do an unsupervised to do with what's going on, unless something crazy changes, because I have to let go of it. And the thing is, the world hasn't stopped spinning. There's very, very cool articles and information and stuff being revealed all the time by these guys that are still working behind the scenes of all the different subjects that we love here at Unlocking the Code. So I'm going to delve back into those and leave this one. I've got a couple of people that want to come and give their perspective of it from their country, and I think that would be very cool. However, as far as me, after tonight, I'm going to leave it as far as the podcast is going, and I'm going to step away from the for and against bullshit on social media about it as well. I'm going to continue to try and provide a larger perspective. I don't want to be right about what I'm feeling at the moment. About what I feel that I am observing. I'm living the fucking Aussie dream. I really am. And I don't necessarily want the hard times. Because what that entails and what that'll do to my children and their children's children and everybody and every generation, every person around the globe that is going and has been and will forever be affected by this. Understand that as well. A percentage of damage is already done. We can't undo what's happened. All of our children's lives will be marked by this. Our lives are marked by this. And I don't want to be right. In fact, I'm pretty fucking angry about the fact that I have to try and justify simple objective points of view and that, and that they're taking away more freedoms than they need to because any, any critical thinking would make you ask a thousand different questions. I don't want it to go hard left. I just wanted to be a podcaster, a dad, a mountain biker, you know, look after my girls. You know, I, I wanted a simple life we we don't have a choice now now this is this is it now and we just understand and this is a lot of the people that are providing this critical thinking no one wants to be right we don't want the potential dystopian nightmare to unfold we really don't and one of the interesting things about that it's like every person well look some people probably do you know there's always the anarchists amongst us however those people that are trying to get attention for the inconsistence, the obvious inconsistencies with a lot of this stuff that they post with everything else. However, they don't want to see what happened happen, what they think is going to happen happen. And I don't either. However, history does repeat itself, and I'm surrounded by books here that tell a different story. ...of what happens. It didn't start with gas chambers, guys. It started with a narrative. There's actually some evidence to suggest... ...that some of the Nazi Party stuff... ...they used the fear of the Spanish flu... ...to build uh, their base. Some very interesting research has been done about that. Proper university-level research... ...prior to this thing that's happened... That, was re- that research was completed prior to this thing happened just as a curiosity, as a social experiment, because they kept a lot of data, because collecting data is what it's about. And tracking and giving up being tracked, what? I, I don't understand that. I don't understand why it's so controversial to say that there's no place, there's no thing, there's no time in history Where any authority that wants you, you know, jabbed, tracked, and scared, it's not a good thing. Why is that controversial to say that? Why? I don't understand. I really want you guys to think about the fight, flight, and freeze reflex. I want you to think about where you sit in that scale, because it may provide some clarity and maybe some ability to question a little more before you jump to conclusions. As always, I really appreciate your time. I hope you took this in the spirit that it was intended. And just look at things objectively. Step back. And remember, still a beautiful world out there, yeah? At the end of it all, love will still be the answer. Thanks guys. Look after yourselves. Stay safe. Be kind, be cool, be disciplined, and we'll talk soon. Cheers. Today I sat in a field of paper daisies